ready to go. This is the Visceral Podcast, right. episode fifty-four. Um, Visceral at gmail for any questions. Uh, leave a review or comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. Um, let's get right into it. Favorite segment: trifling in trifling in NYC. Uh, yeah, here you wrote yours down so you wouldn't forget. I did. I did. It's good um, practice. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew. Because I think also it was. I think it was on a, a week, like right after we recorded. So I knew it would be a while, and it would definitely fly out of my mind. Right. Did you do it in uh, the notes app? I did. Just <laughs> typing furiously. Nice. Okay, take, so, a, take um, a sip. Yeah. Uh, so, it's my water and cherries. My water. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this was during the week. It was a weekday, like Tuesday or Wednesday. I was on. The, I was on the two train, heading uptown to the Bronx. Um. It was around around noon, twelve twelve thirty. I would say. Mm -hmm. I needed to be because I needed to be there for two o'clock. So yeah, so it was like twelve, twelve thirty, sleeping. Um, and I'm standing in the train near near the end of the car, towards the front of the car, I guess. And it's a it's kind of busier than usual because we just had there was a longer wait. I don't know, maybe something had happened, but I got up to the platform and it was like a ten minute wait for the two train, which is usually not the case during the day, but whatever. So a little more people, it was a little more crowded than usual. And um, I don't remember what stopped, but it was still fairly early. It was, I got on at 34th Street. So it was between there and like, I don't think we got into 96th Street yet, but this guy comes through the door. So somebody's standing right by the door already, but somebody comes through from the other car in front. And the door is separating the, the car, train cars. Right, so he, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever done that. Maybe once while the train was moving. No, no interest. No interest in doing that. <laughs> I've done it a couple times just in the past couple of weeks. Is if I get on a car without air conditioning, I immediately. <laughs> You're not waiting for that next stop. Nah. Just cross it right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Um, so he's a younger guy. Um, he's wearing two backpacks. What? Yes. It's one, one, one backpack. <laughs> that, is, that is my catchphrase with, with a lot of your stories. Is there's, always, there's always a point in your stories where it's like something like a glitch in the matrix. So, so we've hit, we hit it early with this one. And that so, was early. Okay. So Explain. he has one, he's wearing one over two shoulders and the other one is just hanging over one shoulder. So mm, like he's taking up that. more space than a regular person, right? So he comes through the door, somebody's there. He sort of bumps the guy and then turns and looks him up and down. So I'm like, oh, sh I was like, come on now. Already? I was like, the person with the, with the backpacks? Yeah, looking like there? the guy, like the guy did something wrong because he bumped him with all his bags. Oh, right. and he has a cup full of unknown liquid, um, oh, boy. which is definitely some, some kind of alcoholic beverage because then I see him as he's walking through. So he decides he needs to walk through the whole train. 
So she's like stumbling through, um, sort of pushing through people and then looking at them like they did something wrong. Right. <laughs> so then he makes it to the middle. And um, there's this little kid standing by the door, uh, maybe like 14, maybe like 14. He goes, he, I see him go. Everyone starts watching this guy too, by the way, because he's just so disruptive on the train and people are like moving away from him. And he, he asked the kid to hold his cup. I couldn't hear all this, but I, I'm seeing it happen. I see his mouth move. So he gives the kid his cup so he can, <laughs> so, so, so he can tie his do-rag. So then... <laughs> Oh my god. So he's looking out there like <laughs> So he's looking out there out the uh, door window. Like two weeks ago, but like the same week, like ten years ago, right? <laughs> no. Fresh. 2018, July, probably. Maybe maybe August. <laughs> so he's looking using that using the window as a mirror to tie his do-rag. So, so the kid is cool with holding the, the cup. The kid holds it because you know the kid. He don't have no problems. I could see it on his face. He's he's small. And I was like, man. And everyone's just sort of looking at this point. And where he is by the side, him and the kid, and then in the middle, um, there was this guy and this girl, this couple, um, and they were heading up to the Bronx. And I think he had slid over to the side a little bit to try to get out of the way when the guy was coming down the middle. So he was standing next to him while he was tying his do-rag and the kid was holding it. Mm -hmm. And so then he ties his do-rag, he gives it back and he starts talking. I can't tell what he's saying to the guy. He's saying something. The guy, the guy is not interested at all. Young, younger guy. And he, and then he's like trying to, then the guy with the do-rag, after he's got his do-rag tied, tries to give him a pound or whatever. The guy's like, nah, man, basically, like, just leave me alone. And... Wait, just, to, just to clarify, so there's three guys at this point. Right. The guy's finished tying his do-rag, and then he's going to get the cup back from the kid. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, and then he goes to give the kid a pound? He does give the kid a pound, and then the guy next to him, he tries to start talking to him and give him a pound, too, but that guy's, he's not into it. He's like, nah, man, nah, nah. Why, why does he have to be in on it? In on the right. pound? Right, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't want to do it. And so then, so then, so then that sets him off a little bit. So that gets him irritated, like right. I don't know, disrespectful in some kind of way, right? And mm. I, I still can't tell what they're saying, but I can see the body language, and both of them right. getting irritated. So then, <laughs> they get irritated. What is, the, what is the, Does either party have like a size advantage? They're about the same. The guy that. The guy without the two backpacks, the regular guy, he's maybe a little smaller, but he um, is sober. And he later on, he moves next to me. At some, after, the, after this altercation, he ends up next to me. But um, so he's a little smaller, but he looks scrappy. And like, there's an aggressive streak inside of him. I could see that. I, I mean, I heard it afterwards when he started talking. So then... Hmm. They, they were <laughs> so they were going back and forth down there and it starts getting a little more heated and then then he like takes a step to try and, he's still trying to just move away from this guy so then the guy follows him and so then the kid then he takes off his belt I'm like oh shit 
Yeah, he takes off his belt. Do, the do-rag guy. No, the non-do-rag guy. I was like, what's happening now? Yeah, so he, seems, that already seems out of character for yeah, like, a regular guy. Regular like guys. This isn't going to be good. So he takes off his belt. But then his girlfriend or the woman that he's with, whoever, she intervenes. And she takes him and she pushes him down towards the other end, towards me. And so then they end up next to me. And he is like, she's so furious. You know when you're like real angry and you start shaking? Mm-hmm. So now he's, he's standing next to me with his belt in his hand, shaking. He had this shit like wrapped around his fist. Like he was about to start punching this guy with the belt buckle. <laughs> so then, yeah, makeshift brass knuckles. Yeah. So... And then he comes down on me. And then it sort of just de-escalates. He walked away. We got to the next stop. And that guy just, like, left and moved on to another train car. Okay. To Backpack Man. Um, and the guy next to me, him and his lady, his lady calms him down for the rest of the ride that we're together. Okay. So when when the guy took his belt off, and did, did the do-rag guy see him do that? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. She didn't break it up. This other, this woman standing next to me broke it up. Yeah. So he, he, he moves away from Do Red Guy, comes stepping towards me, towards down towards my end of the train, right? So we're only just one door apart. So he starts taking his belt off, starts wrapping it around to turn. And then the woman next to me is like, no, 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 it's not worth it. And she like steps in between. <laughs> and like sort of keeps him from going turning around and going back towards two backpack man and then the lady friend comes up wow so he was so he was and this is all like the train's moving it during all this yeah 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 so he was like he was gonna beat this guy up right so he had created space to to you know form his weapon to, to turn around and go back all and this is presumably all over something that the guy said yeah he definitely said something i couldn't hear what he was saying but i saw the look on the other guy's face and he didn't like it i saw his body language what's a 14 year old doing uh he was standing there looking nervous (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) damn yeah because I don't know. He got the pound. Maybe like the red guy's gonna expect him to get in on the fight. <laughs> the red guy's like, "You got my back, right? Hold these backpacks, son." Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm all about de-escalating situations like that. Um, yeah, it's not. It's only gonna end bad for everybody. If right is actually like a big like a fight oh my god and it's up on the two train yeah and we weren't even in the bronx I don't, we weren't even that high on the two train you know yeah so yeah i guess if you got i guess <clears throat> if all this happened like you must have been between 42nd and 72nd because that's a like a long stretch for the subway to go that is a long stretch yeah yeah, um, that sounds about right. It's probably in that stretch. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well. I'm glad no one was was really hurt. Maybe some feelings got hurt, but you know, it seems like belt guys got a good support network there. Um, <laughs> 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 
you know. Uh, true, true, true. Look, I'm concerned about about Durag guy too. Like, you know, he's right. Like, what's he doing for the rest of the time, man? Yeah, he's just going around terrorizing people, mean mugging people that he bumps into <laughs> with his two backpacks. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's you know, that's one of the things like about New York. There's tons of people around you, like you gotta like let let that go you can't like it sucks to like i don't know like i like i feel like you know if i walk past say a homeless person asking for money like you know i always feel like a little ping um yeah and you know like i don't want to like dead myself to that because even if it happens all the time but it's tough i don't know anyway Do what you can, I guess, but you know you gotta you gotta stay safe. That's right. It's the number one priority. Stay safe. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, so that's not that bad. I thought like I that could have gone real bad direction. I mean, I have like I was coming down from the Bronx a long time ago, and I think probably on the two train, and there was just a guy who just started pissing against like one of the doors. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what? Okay. Well, I don't, and it was like, I think it might've just been me and him on the car. So I was like, oh God. Oh, hell no. I'm switching cars. I mean, at that point, it's like, uh, keep an eye on him. As long as he just stays over to the side, like weird opposite ends, like then it's good. But if he starts, like then I'm, yeah, I gotta move cars. Like yeah, yeah, it's that weird. Keep an eye on him, but don't make direct eye contact. Don't make him realize that I'm watching him, but yeah. always know where he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's New York shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like, nope, next car. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's still like, I mean, I told the story in like whatever podcast a couple of times, a couple podcasts ago when I was talking about my trip to Ohio and like how brazen people are in Ohio, like where, you know, people just yell at car windows, just like start messing with you on the sidewalk. Right. Like, you know, and I, you know, I live in Lower East Side and on the weekends, there's tons of people here. When it gets late, they start getting drunk and acting crazy. Like I just, I just avoid it usually um yeah i don't know don't have an answer yeah i think that's the best personality i mean she's personality yeah to just ignore it right like yeah well it's a matter of like choosing your battles i guess like i guess that's what that's why i asked like i don't know if i would ever get in a fight over something someone said because it's just words okay i see that and it doesn't seem worth it. Um, I, don't, I don't, don't think I have. Anyway, um, I want to move on. Like, I don't really have a sort of a, a, a trifling, but it's more global. And it, we've talked about the our uh, appreciation of the New York City subway system many times. Um, and there's an issue brewing that I, I want to address uh, sort of in depth. Uh, it's going to lead to a lot of trifling. I think you'd, you'd agree. Yeah, most certainly. So just to give people just a bare bones background, uh, the L train is going to be shut down from, I think, starting April 2019 for 12 to 15 months. 
Um, usually with these projects, you can anticipate it'll be on the longer side, so probably 15 months. And the L train runs, uh, the L train is one of the few trains that runs between Brooklyn and Manhattan. It goes underground and it goes east-west when it gets to Manhattan. And I guess through most of Brooklyn, like it just sort of runs east-west. Like it starts in Manhattan, it goes uh, east-west or under 14th Street. It's one of the main streets in the city. And then when it goes under, under the water, under the East River, and then into Brooklyn, and then goes all through Brooklyn. Um, and a lot of people rely on it to get, usually uh, people who work, who live in Brooklyn, but work, did I say, live in Brooklyn, but work in the city. Right. We'll take it in the mornings and in the evenings during rush hour. It's always very crowded. Um, and I believe it's pretty much fully automated at this point. Um, like they don't actually have conductors in the, in the, in the cars. Uh, they automated it a few years ago. Anyway, because of damage to that tunnel, that underwater tunnel, uh, during a superstorm Sandy, it's, I guess it's not Hurricane Sandy. I don't know. Effectively it was. Yeah, I think, I think they're going with superstorm these days. Yeah. So that was six years ago. Apparently there was a lot of damage that they've just kind of been, I guess, patching up, like putting a series of band-aids on. And they recognized a while ago that they're going to have to actually like do some major renovations for to ensure, ensure the long-term viability of the tunnel. Um, which is like, I don't, that part of it has always been like, well, how, like, how have you been patching it up? Like, they're like, this needs to be done. Otherwise the tunnel will just be done forever. I don't know. I don't have the details on that part. Anyway, they've been, they need to shut it down and work on it for like a year solid without trains going through. And it's not a situation where they can shut it down just on the weekends. It needs to be fully shut down. So this is a big issue for a lot of people who commute and use that. Um, and so the city has come up with a number of plans to try to help ameliorate the, the like crowds, like cr big crowd of people every day is going to have to find another route to get to, to work. I mean, that we'll, we'll focus on that, like the people who commute for work. Um, and yeah, is that a good summary as far as you know? That is a good summary. I think you got it for the most part. So there's, there's a couple different proposals of starting new things to help uh, sort of fix this. Like, you know, there's other subways lines that go to and from Brooklyn. There's a bunch in downtown Brooklyn, and then there's the JMZ, which goes through Williamsburg, not too far from the L. So it's anticipated that a lot of people will just use different subway lines. The L train will still run in Brooklyn. So if you take the L eastward, you can transfer, you know, a transfer point to the, I think the A and yeah, the J. Okay. Yeah, you can go all the way out. You can go out to Broadway Junction. So you could go there and, and then yeah. from there that's going back in the city. So it's not a Yeah, you can get the A, the A, the C, or the J, and the Z, I believe. Yeah, and then there's a, you know, there's oh, like yeah. a little, there's a section of Brooklyn called Williamsburg <sighs> uh, that are relatively close to the JMZ line. It's, uh, what, like 10 blocks south? 
or no? Probably like yeah, de- depending. South, yeah, depending where you live in Williamsburg. Yeah. Well, what from from the like Bedford stop, like the Marcy stop from the Bedford right. stop. Right. I'm sort of using that as a baseline. Oh. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um. So it's anticipated that people will. And then presumably they could take the G up to the the, the lines in Queens that go over the bridge. That's um, true. But it's do you have the number? I think it's is it two hundred thousand people? Yeah, it was something like that. It's expected. Per day. Yeah, so two hundred thousand people per day who rely on the L train currently, who will be effectively uh, have to find another solution. So, number one is the the people or what the city so we've done a little bit of research on this listeners um <laughs> well they've got their plan this is their plan and it's it's open do you to wanna, why don't you explain the the l train shuttle it's open to adjustments they said right. they're basically they have a plan and if it doesn't work they're going to try to tweak it right but i think they're going to have something um uh, what was it 80 buses an hour approximately like every yes. two minutes they're going to be having buses going from the bedford l stop across the williamsburg bridge williamsburg bridge is going to be buses only plus um hov vehicles plus what was it trucks was mm-hmm. it trucks too there were three yeah. categories yeah so no essentially no passenger cars on the williamsburg bridge during the rush hours and then as I think it was like three different routes. One goes around and then goes up First Avenue, and then one goes mm-hmm. like to the West Village. One goes another way. They've they've changed the layout on the streets. They've made like some pedestrian protected zones, made more bike lanes. Uh, they're trying to do a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, that part sounds very interesting. They're doing so. Essentially, what's happening on the Williamsburg Bridge is going to be what's happening on across 14th street as well right in terms of just like all buses hov vehicles and whatever that other third category i don't know why i can't remember the third category of the vehicle now but um so essentially in order like maybe it was bikes maybe it was just bikes i don't know the key thing is that the l the l train going under the water from brooklyn to manhattan is really key for a lot of people and so the, the bus shuttle system they're trying to basically go around that we're trying to replace it and by going down over the bridge Williamsburg bridge and then back up to 14th and then going down 14th right I saw you know what in the articles the thing maybe I just read them not carefully enough I didn't see where the buses are going to be in Manhattan not Manhattan in uh, Brooklyn like how they're going to be lining up are they going to be lined up down like Driggs because that uh, would you send mean, them like the, all the way down to the park. Yeah, they didn't say where they'd be. The I, maybe I missed that up. No, Bedford goes the wrong way, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, Bedford goes like yeah. uptown. Right. Did they mention uh, where they where they would be? Actually? Yeah, that's that's actually a great question. Um, I don't think so. So there's there's a twofold issue there with the, with the shuttles. Um, one is yeah where the bus is going to be lined up in brooklyn to pick passengers up because the key thing is they've claimed and this is you know kind of the crux of their plan uh that they will be running these buses over the bridge and there will be 
80 bridges or sorry 80 buses per hour so that's one bus that's more than one bus a minute yeah i mean i don't i don't i'm very curious about how they're going to do this i think they're going to be having a lot of traffic cops out there they're going to be messing with this traffic signals and basically the buses are going to have the right of way for i don't know hours at a time you know yeah. so the 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 high so it's it's buses high occupancy vehicles which three plus so you have to have at least three people in a car man and then I, I guess trucks but yeah um so sorry i'm trying to look at this graphic that the new york times has um the issue is like running one bus per minute over the bridge that's going to be the key thing because that that williamsburg bridge is it's bumper to bumper every morning coming in to the city and bumper to bumper going out to brooklyn in the evening already yeah but now there'll be no cars so that'll be interesting to see how that works they're gonna have to really enforce that the hov thing which i guess they they will i'm sure they will but like running like even even running those buses which will be packed all of them i assume um and it's it's between 5 a.m and 10 p.m that they do this oh maybe they'll be at the the bus terminal right there but how are those buses going to fit at the bus terminal? They could. I mean, so the, the Bedford Avenue L stop for the listeners is in a neighborhood that the streets are very narrow. Lining up a bunch of buses is, it seems like impossible, basically. Right. And then, like, I don't know. You've got the air quality concerns if you just have all these buses idling all day long out there. I mean, so the, the L train does shut down on the weekends occasionally they don't usually run shuttle buses i guess maybe sometimes they do i know the j train shuts down every now and then and they run buses that are free actually yeah um over the bridge and they they're pretty efficient actually but it's it's only on the weekends and actually that's another thing it's unclear if these l trains are going to be free for these l shuttle buses I'm, I'm guessing not i think they will be I think that part of it will be free. The 14th Street part, they're going to make you pay still. Right. Because technically there'll be uh, select buses, which uh, right. you're supposed to get the ticket at a terminal before you get on the bus, and then you just hold it, and sometimes they check your ticket. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really shitty if they check the tickets, I got to say. Um, I mean, people, people say... I don't know. There are people that like the plan doesn't. It's not going to work if they're making everybody pay. This should be just free, but yeah. uh, so, I don't know. And then people are comparing, complaining about the fares now. If they just let two hundred and fifty thousand people ride for free every day, that yeah, that'll make the fares go down. Good, yeah. good idea. Uh, the other thing is, so there's a choke point up in in Williamsburg, and then there's another choke point because the buses are all going to stop at the uh, Del- Delancey and Essex, which Lower East right. Side. Not far from where I live, um, to let people off if, in case they want to get uh, on the there's a oh a yeah F, yeah it's F stopping there for the F train right. Yeah. So that means buses idling while, like completely full buses idling, while they unload, like yeah I don't even know how many they hold maybe uh, like eighty hundred I don't know, um, and then going along a route down to Lancy 
Some will turn up First Avenue, some will continue into Soho, uh, which <laughs> the streets narrow there like quite a bit. And then they do a loop around Soho, and then I think they go back over the bridge. Right. Uh, a couple, like two stops along the way. I think there's one in Soho. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. So that, I mean, one of the MTA people said, like, look, there's no way to do this without disruptions. There are going to be disruptions, which is true. And, you know, the tunnel getting damaged during Superstorm was very unexpected. I don't think anyone could have really predicted it. So there's the damage, and they got to fix it. So yeah. it sucks. I mean, they've, they've done it to other lines, except there were more options at the other lines. I think they, they closed whatever tunnel. Um, I don't remember which train, the N or the R, whatever tunnel that train uses. That was closed for a while after Superstorm Sandy because right. they needed to fix that one. But there, there are so many different options to transfer before you get to the tunnel off of those trains. Right. That it, wasn't, it wasn't as much of a headache and as much of a disruption as this is. And then I think the other aspect of this, I remember when Superstorm Sandy came, I was living in South Williamsburg at the time, and all of those people when the L train wasn't going into the city, like a lot of those people were coming down to the Marcy Avenue stop and right. that, and, and earlier stops along the way as well. So that was the final stop in Manhattan. So by that time, the trains were full. The platform was getting dangerously full because it's an outdoor platform. It's not that wide to begin with. And people were packed all the way to the end. I was like, somebody's gonna get pushed onto the tracks at some point. Mm. And I don't think it happened then, but like I could see it happening at some point. It's just it's it was just too much. And the way that they're they're gonna I don't know if they changed the layout. I haven't gone to that station in a while. But <clears throat> there's one of those security booths where the security where the cops used to give people tickets, like right by one of the turnstiles. And that mm -hmm. just creates a big disruption. It takes up so much space. I mean, if they take that out, but maybe yeah, I, I don't I don't know. This is yeah, so like a grand experiment here. To take the, the J train instead. That I would guess more people try to do that than the buses because, you know, some ways don't have to deal with street traffic, even if it's mostly just HOV and buses, like street traffic is street traffic and it's, it's subject to stoplights and all that and pedestrians, um, whereas subways don't have that. But yeah, you're right. Like that, like the Gothamist article, article I sent, like is there's a disruption on the J, the JM line, I guess. Uh, during morning rush hour this week, this past week, and it was packed. Right. And that's just normal J train customers. And the L train is sort of notorious for like, I don't know, like what, once every two months, once a month, like, you know, people lining up. Like I've been to, you know, I, I used to date someone where if I was leaving from her place, I would take the L into the city. And you know, I I don't have to get to work until like a little bit later than most people. Yeah. But it's still <clears throat> packed from time to time. Like you would sometimes have to let like two or three trains go by. You know, I don't know. Right. You, you had experience taking the J into work or I took the J. I took I took the L and then I took the J. Took the took the L when it was less crowded and sometimes even back then I would go backwards to go forwards. I would go back like one or two stops and then get on the train oh, earlier. Wow. 
Really? Yeah, just to get on when it was less crowded. Because, you know, that Bedford stop is the final stop in Manhattan. The shit was always packed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then you're right, the, the idling buses... The, there's a pollution consideration there or just but I, but I, you know what I think a lot of those buses now are they seem there are a few electric buses I've seen right. there are some hybrid buses so I think they're cleaner than what people are used to but still like yeah and like you said the noise the honking just just I don't know just people being loud all of yeah, it yeah I mean the thing the thing with this is, is <clears throat> going to be the, the knock-on effects right so okay, today or tomorrow or whatever, like during the week, a bunch of cars come in over the bridge. Regular cars. I don't know why people are driving in to work, but it seems a little crazy, <laughs> but they do. Um, so those people are still going to have to, they're going to have to find something else to do. Like They're going to have to find something else to do. I, I think one of the articles you said, the deliveries, people are rearranging their delivery times. Right. Um, like, yeah, like companies are... Or yeah, like or you mean like like Fresh Direct or whatever? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's Fresh Direct. I was talking about like the companies. They get their stuff, their supplies, or whatever they're getting delivered, whatever they're selling. It's got to come into the store somehow. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, where do those commuters go? Like, take a car. I mean, there's other bridges. I guess the like the 34th Street Tunnel, the downtown Manhattan tunnels. Like, this is gonna affect. Everything. Oh yeah, you're you're right. So everything. all those people that are driving over. They, if they want to continue to drive, they're just going to yeah clog up another bridge or another way to get in, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'd say, this is just off the top of my head, but, like, I'm trying to, like, put this in a percentage thing, but, like, this is going to, like, like, bottleneck everything in such a way that, like, you could see commute times or, like, just general traffic moving times <laughs> reduced by, like, 50%. Or more. Definitely. Across the entire city. Yeah, it, it is. It's just it's going to have that domino effect on, on everything. I mean, I don't know. I think people will... The weather is not too bad, so I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going to choose to walk across the bridge, take a bike across the bridge now. Right. Um, when Superstorm Standy, I remember I started walking because I just didn't want right. to deal with all those people on the platform. Yeah, there's. They, I think they anticipate an increase in um, in biking. Uh, they're creating a dedicated two-way bike lane on 13th Street. Um, oh right, yeah, that was one of the maps. Um, but I'm like, like, just the crowd. I'm, I'm, the crowds on the subway, subways specifically, like the JMZ. Probably the the G, the Queens ones coming in, like they're going to go up like crazy and like they're already packed and like in my I, i'm sure there's reasons but they don't send enough trains in the morning um if there's a way to increase that but i'm like thinking like like what if you have to get on with a stroller you know what if you have to yeah get on backpacks and like you gotta tie your do-rag i mean <laughs> who's gonna hold your cup for you like you know, every train know. is gonna be crowded i mean think, i think that's going to be the biggest thing is like every train from like seven to ten is going to be completely full yeah people are going to be irritated as shit too and i don't know yeah i don't know 
I, I think it's, I don't know, it's, I don't, it doesn't directly affect me at the moment, but I'm sure I'll see the effects. Um, it's an interesting experiment. Like this is, you know, this is real. This is real. I mean, they've been working yeah. on this shit for like a year trying to figure it out. Right. There was the reinvestment plan that we talked about a while ago. Like there's like a, a billion dollars added to the budget just to deal with subway issues. Um, I mean, look, it's the biggest subway system definitely in the country. I don't think the world, but, um, and it works, I gotta say it works pretty well. Um, still in all, like the, the biggest complaint I have is in the summer when it's just super hot. Right. Um, but I don't like that. I, you know, I can deal with that because if you're on the platform only for like you know, three or four minutes, you can deal with that. Um, the overcrowding like that's i don't know i uh, the the thing is there's going to be unanticipated issues that arise that like you can't ex by definition you can't plan for those are the ones i'm really worried about i think yeah those those are the ones i'm really curious to see that come up they're like wow we didn't even think of this what the hell is this like yeah that's what's that's the, for me that's like the, the, gonna be the most fascinating part i'm, cu I'm curious to see the you're adjustments really like, you're, gonna you're really taking this like it like you have like a it's like a social this, experiment this, man. This, yeah you really like, think you're not, not gonna be that affected by like you're no, all no, no, like no, no, no. Oh, this i will be, I, 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 I will be but like that, to be honest i don't even know the last time i rode the l train but it's not gonna be like that's the thing it's gonna affect every other subway line y yes and no I mean, the L train isn't the most trafficked or most used line. Okay, sure. Like, probably the six or like the, the four, five, or six has got to be the most yes. used. That would yes. Um, it, will, it, will, it will have a, an effect on me. Yes. But, like, when's the last time I used the L train? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. When's the last time I rode the JMZ? I don't know. Um, yeah either one of those trains like if i go to williamsburg now i take the bus from my neighborhood right um, yeah i mean i guess i uh, yeah i mean i'll definitely be affected because i you know that that essex delancey street stop like i'm there i'm all up in there um yeah that's true i mean i'll be i guess i'll be affected by by that part of it because i mean i'm down there but i don't really use those transportation options generally when i'm down there right. um the train, I mean, the trains that I do use don't really, <clears throat> you know, people wouldn't use them as a substitute right. for the L train. Um, so, yeah, for that part, but yeah, shit definitely sucks. If I used that every day and I saw this coming on the horizon, right. I'd, ooh, I'd be anxious. That's why people are moving out. You could probably get a decent apartment over at Winnesburg now. Yeah, I've like... I actually like, have heard of been a moderate, like, I mean, it's it's only a year, so like, I don't know if you're buying a condo, it's not gonna, you're not gonna get that much, but. No, but if you're renting something, I mean, I bet you there's a whole bunch of people that did not renew their leases. Like, right. no, mm -hmm. not, not dealing with this. Um, but it, it, there were like some fun facts right now. I, I, their average time that they're shooting for, for average miles per hour for these buses going across 14th street, uh -huh. like six, like 6.5, 6.5, six, six <laughs> six, that's wait. their goal. That's their goal. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been focusing about the bridge because, like, I'm Lower East Side, but yeah, the, the 14th Street thing is a whole nother factor because, like, if these buses are running, like, the buses, yeah, like, a bus people, every minute. People use, people use that a lot. I know people that use it because it'll go, because it's the 14, well, because the, they, ha- see, but that, I don't understand. So, the, so it's basically just going to be, because they have the, the M14 already, like, three different M14s, plus they're yeah, going to add more. I think more. replaced. Because it's just going to make the the stops that the L train would make. So First Avenue, Third, Union Square, uh, right. Sixth. Uh, yeah, there's no reason for the M14. And then it goes except, like except that the M14 shit. It it runs all the way to like Avenue C, uh, right? Alphabet City, yeah, Avenue yeah. D actually. Were there any other fun facts? Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't think I had any other fun facts from the articles or just anything that I had on my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna uh, it's gonna affect business owners like around like if you're near one of these new bus depots, like that's that's gonna I, be the big I, thing. And the, I guess that could be, could be good for you, right? If you would like to set up a little coffee stand, have some pastries, some shit. <laughs> newspapers um, if you're around the, yeah i mean there was an article about like williamsburg like if you're near the l stop like you're gonna have a lot less foot traffic um yeah also, definitely buses, uh have to they're um uh americans with disability act compliant right so yeah if you have to pick up somebody who you know needs needs that service like that could throw off the entire schedule it does make it go slower. That is very true. Um, yeah, I, th- I saw something about the storage plan. I don't know. You're going to have a lot of buses down by you now. Yeah. They live in a, a bus depot. Yeah. Yeah. I have often wanted to live in the Port Authority. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's what they said the original plan is for keeping them, but now they might keep them under the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah, there's, doesn't some space, work out. there's space there um, that they already store. I think they store like some city bikes. There. Okay. See, yeah. this is good. See, this was, you know what? You probably missed it now, or maybe you can still do it. You could, they're probably hiring a lot of bus drivers. You could work for the MTA, be a bus driver. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to work for that, I'd prefer. Would I prefer to be a subway driver? Like, I don't know. I love it's a subway system. I love you know the bus. It's okay. Subway is better. You're right because the bus driver there's there's more liability. You get into like one fender bender, one accident, and right. they fuck you. Mm, I would imagine that whatever this corollary of malpractice insurance is for them is pretty strong. Um, yeah. But no, like I really. Like I really love, like I, as, I don't know what kind of love you have for a work of public infrastructure, but it's good and it works really well and like it helps a lot of people. And I don't know. This is going to be a. I mean, Superstorm Sandy was obviously a big disruption, but they had it back up and running pretty much within like five days. Yeah, that was actually quite impressive. Um. And 15 months for one of, like, the, the big issue with this route is it runs in a particular direction that not a lot of trains do. Um, 
most trains sort of, I mean, they go north-south in Manhattan. I think basically all of them do, um, except the 7 and the L. So there's two that don't. So having, having it go in just that odd direction makes it unique and, and sort of valuable and hard to sort of work around. And I guess that's what they're finding. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is the best. I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything. This is. A... <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, there's going to be ferry service. That's right. That was the last thing. Oh, um, right. Some increased ferry service. And there's I have... all types of new ferries happening right now, though. Yeah, they they have one like near 14th Street that I think just opened on the East River. Um. And they'll have stuff going from like near where Bedford is along the water. I think there's going to be a spot there that'll go like back and forth across. Um, I think at one point someone floated an idea that like, because you know when things like this happen, like big public, public works, like everybody comes to like the city with like an idea that right, you know, yeah, for bar it won't even be that expensive. Everyone's got their proposal. Yeah, and one of them was was like some kind of like like floating bridge over the east river like huh. a, like an inflatable bridge basically it just goes like it forwards goes, and backwards left and right east and uh, west no, it, yeah it just goes east west like at like 14th street that people can just walk over over the river that's kind of cool yeah a little dangerous but I mean, it's, it's like a bridge. <laughs> thing is, I guess you could do a few of them if, if you can deploy it quickly enough. But um, yeah, I think that was rejected. Yeah. Um, because you need, well, boats go up and down the East River too. Right. That's what I was thinking. Like, mm, that part wouldn't really work. Um, yeah. But, you know, I like the creativity involved. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, people trying to help um for a modest fee um, <laughs> start up like bridger <laughs> L, L bridger with an o, no vowels in it somehow. um yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i think there is and this will be the last point i think we've covered this pretty well but like apparently there is talk of the like a startup uh it's essentially a shuttle van like a big van that would sort of work through an app sort of like uber but just to go over the the williamsburg bridge well i guess i could see there's already via right and they'll probably just make a route going there yeah because via is just like routes right i don't really know that yeah. much about via but i think it is right um uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. That's what somebody told me once. But um, that sounds like a good idea. Why wouldn't you just have one going back and forth? It's, it seems like if you if it's only HOV3, it seems like an opportunity for, for shuttle vans or like dollar vans. You know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. The dollar. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe I just get a maybe I just get a car and just get and out just there. Like, I just get out there, yeah. Ten dollars per person. <laughs> like you a, think like people would pay Corolla. that? It's like a Corolla or something. Then I just um, ten dollars. Eh. 
I don't know. Would you pay it? Where am I going? Just just over the Blazer Bridge. So no way. <laughs> I would just walk. Take the twenty minute walk if I didn't want to deal with the shuttle bus. Right. How many people you think are going to try and get away with like having a doll in their car or like picking up some <laughs> randos on the street? Like, Come on in. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, it seems like the driver should could pay people actually to, to get on, just to get out. Like if someone's in a hurry. <laughs> right. See, that's yo, that's what you're going to be doing. Yo 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 yo. Give me ten dollars. Give me ten dollars. You can go across the bridge. <laughs> see, that's an unanticipated like market. Like if there are people like. Coming up Broadway. It'd be, it'd be you and me, cause, right? Because we would make three for anybody if we just get two people out there. Just standing out there. <laughs> yeah. Put us in the car. Just taking rides. Then you got your just, three, man. You got yeah, your three. Spend, yeah, we just spend the day. <laughs> right, back, back and forth. Ten dollars a pop. God. Oh, shit. That's that's your man, Bibby. That's Bibby right there. He'd be doing that. <laughs> It's not not bad. It's not a bad idea. Ten dollars a pop to drive the bridge. Mm. Okay. Well, we have till April to work out the details. Yeah. Well, we'll start it out as like a weekend gig. See how it goes. Okay. That seems good. After, um, after work. Yep. So, uh-huh. let's speaking of top tier TV shows like Atlanta. Uh. The finale of HBO show Succession has come and gone. We've gotten caught up on the episodes, all 10 episodes. We're going to get into that. Um, overall thoughts first on the series before we get into details? Um, overall, I think it was, it was very good. I remember I liked the first episode, then a couple episodes in, I almost stopped watching. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I stopped watching for like two weeks, and then I started watching again. Um, I could I could see how someone could just not be into it and mm-hmm. would just start it and and drop it. But if totally. I think it's definitely a payoff if you watch through the whole thing, and it can all be super annoying. It could just you could just watch and be pissed off the whole time. I could see that too. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Is the character is <laughs> a little difficult to deal with. Yes, like Roman started to get really annoying. Like I, I don't know Connor too. Even though Con- Connor was good in that last episode when he thinks he can be president now, mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> That's good, but but overall, I think I think it was all um, excellent performances. I always like, man. I just forgot his name. Um, Logan's character. Um, I always want to call him Brian Dennehy, but he's not Brian Dennehy. Brian Cox. Yes, yes. I get they, they're similar, right? They look similar. You can see it, right? No, I have no idea. No. I don't know. I've never you seen know this who guy Brian. Before. You don't know who Brian Dennehy is? I'll send him to you. I know the name. But, yeah, I mean, I would agree. Like, this is, you know, classic top-tier HBO, like what you would expect. Like, the writing is – I think it's more of a writer's show. Like, the writing is amazing. Yes. The acting is amazing. The, the, the way they build tension and move the, the chess pieces around the board is – it's great. Like, it's, it's – um, Yeah, the, and it's, it's – you know, it's kind of tragic. Like, this, the, this, the family dynamic is, is fucked up. And and sad. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, <clears throat> you know, when we talk about Game of Thrones, like I tell you, like one of the big things I like about it is like the political and like power shifting and like use of power and abuse of power and like there's a lot of that in there because you're dealing with you know a billionaire family and the people in their orbit um and it's yeah it's like a lot of great characters good character development uh yeah it's, it was a surprise I, I think i heard about it like a month before it came out um unclear if i haven't heard anything about a second season seems like it's set up to potentially do one um it is but yeah i didn't i haven't seen anything on the internet i don't know i actually you know what i don't even know how it's been doing like ratings wise and reviews not, not so wise. review wise when it gets reviewed i think it, it does pretty well but it it doesn't that often yeah, it, it doesn't, right? Because you know who usually I go to? Because I was trying to, because I watched episode nine and 10 back to back. And so in my mind, they're not really separate. It's just sort of like all right. melded together. Um, so I was trying to get episode recap and New York Magazine, their vulture section does recaps of a bunch of shows. And they're not even doing recaps on this show. And they almost yeah. do recaps of like every HBO show. Right. So I was like, hmm, it, that might not be a good sign for the show if they're not doing recaps for it, because they do recaps for it. Yeah, so EV Club shows. as well. I was not doing yeah. recaps. I think we did the last episode in like a season overview. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think ratings, not, not so good. Mm, that's too bad. It's but, definitely entertaining to watch from week to week. Yeah. Um, so we'll focus mainly on episode 10. I guess they're they're sort of together because it's like episode so 9 really, is the day before the wedding, Shiv's wedding. Yeah, they really like one episode, you know? Yeah. So here, talk about, here are the notes that I have for episode 9. Okay. Take your pick. Uh, and then I have a bunch more for episode 10, but for nine, I have the Tom plus Shiv scene where he asks if he, she's fucking around. I have the Tom um, plus, plus Greg scene where Greg tries to tell Tom while he's jogging that. He's oh, that was thing. episode nine. Okay. Yeah. I was going to, you were texting me. I was going to text you. But I was like, I think that happened at the beginning of 10, but that happened in nine. All right. Yeah, man. He pushed, then, he pushed my man Greg on the ground. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't be fucking with Greg. So, details of the cruise is another thing. Cruise Mm. issue. Uh, Tom saying, like, yeah, I'd be happy to take the Roy last name. Um, Oh, yes. I wanted to talk to you about that. And the last one was uh, broke-ass Hugh Grant-looking dude uh, being mad flagrant. Wait, who was that? That's uh, the guy she was working with. Yeah, he was. Uh, I was like, maybe they'll take it a little easy. You at the wedding, buddy? Yeah. Um, so should we work backwards? Well, well, we well okay. We'll start. I'll start with Tom. Like, Tom wants to be. He wants to be a Roy so bad. He wants. He just wants to be rich and powerful, and he just wants it so bad. He he doesn't like. He does. I feel like he does love Shiv. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely hurt when he found it. Like, he knew something was happening. 
I mean, that was part of his reaction to, to Greg was that he's like, he was just so angry and he needed to let it out. So he just let it out on Greg, like somebody that, you know, he has authority over, push Greg around a little bit. But yeah, when he threw out that, that I'd be happy to take the last name Roy, I was like, yeah, you want to be a Roy so bad. Like, yeah. just, just be who you are. And like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he, he just seems like he's trying too hard all the time. But like, to be in that family would be intimidating and not be born into that family to come in on the outside and mm-hmm. not, not come from that 1% world like that. Right. I don't know. I don't know how you would deal with that, to be yeah, honest. Like, I mean, he doesn't come from 1%. Like, it seems like they show his mom and dad at the wedding. Like, it seems like they're not, they're upper middle class, I would guess. Yeah. Um, and actually, the guy who plays Tom is an English actor, which he seems so American. It's crazy. Seems really uh, American. But yeah, like the scene where they sort of, I mean, there's really poor communication in between them in that scene, but basically it's like Tom is like, you know, he saw some, like a little bit of flirting between Shiv mm-hmm. and Nate, Nate, who she's working on the campaign with. And he's like, so is there anything I should know? And she's like, no. But, like, they both kind of know what's going on underneath it. Like, that, I just thought it was great acting. Like, the way they staged that scene was really good. Um, but, yeah, like, and then he took it out on Greg. Like, that scene with Greg, like, I was getting mad at Greg there. Like, Greg was trying, trying to tell him, like, hey, I saw Chip and Nate doing something. And he's like, just shut, shut up. He shut just up. wouldn't shut up. Shut up, Greg. Yeah, and Greg wouldn't stop. I was like, Greg, yeah. you gotta let it go. Yeah. But, yo, yo, how come Greg... <laughs> Did you ever see the show Fringe? Did you ever watch Fringe? No. Okay. Well, there were like, I don't know, there were these characters. I don't remember what they were called. They were like these bald dudes. They were, I don't even remember who they were. Anyway, they were like around. If you start looking at old like historical photos and all types mm-hmm. of shit, like they were around and like all these crucial moments in history. And like, that's fucking Greg. Greg is around whenever shit's going down. <laughs> Like, Greg is just lurking in the back. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, he always is in. Yeah, he comes I don't even know if like, you want to say, like, right place at the right time or, like, wrong place at the right time. Whatever it is. Wrong, yeah, like, wrong place at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, he's always there to see some shady shit. You know, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Because he... <laughs> and, like, I guess... He just sort of bumbles his way into these, and over time, he's, <laughs> he's learned how to like be savvy about it, and, like yeah, get something like it, out of the information. That he has. Exactly. Like a couple times, he didn't know what was happening, but he he keeps that there, and then he like he pieces it together. Yeah. He's not a complete idiot, but he's definitely yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, through the, I was thinking about it like throughout the whole series. Like he definitely like the series. Like these last two episodes were really intense, and like I was like, God damn, like. They, like it's it's cringe like it's some cringe worthy stuff but yeah so I'm always happy to see Greg show up and you've, you've got Greg's awkwardness and he's just like bumbling around to make you chuckle a little bit put a smile on your face exactly yeah um yeah so I guess I guess it makes sense that that episode would be mostly about Tom and Shiv and then Kendall trying to set up the hostile takeover um that's the other big thing right um which seems like i mean that guy his buddy um stewie stewie 
Yeah. Stewie? Stewie's an ass. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I guess that's a gigantic wedding. But how would Stewie even get invited to the wedding? Like, are all know, the board members invited to the wedding? Or, like, it seemed like, yeah, like most of the top level. Well, Stewie got invited because he's friends with Kendall, I think. Yeah, but she didn't have to invite him. Like, and he isn't more, know. yeah. So, but then she, Shiv also invited her boss and workmate. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, especially because like he didn't want to come and like exactly like, like that that part was strange. Inviting your boss is tentative to begin with. I mean, I get that like working in politics, like you're closer than you would be normally with like a regular boss. But like, I mean, if he's like on the fence about going, like exactly that was the other thing. Like, so why are you there? He was just grumpy and pissed off the whole time he was there. It's like, so why did you come? Yeah. What are you doing here then? Keep just keep him away from me. But like, what the fuck? Yeah, just, yeah. just stay your ass at home then. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, like, I mean, plot-wise, I see why he was there. Because um, yeah. they had to set up the. So she learns the details of the cruise right. issues, and then she cleverly like negotiates like a deal as opposed to just going like. Yeah. So what was the deal? So the deal is. She goes to her dad and is like, look, I want you to stop the personal attacks. On right. I remember that. That was on the staircase, right? Because it's it's throwing him off. And, like, it's it's – I guess it was working effectively. So she's like, basically, I have this dirt. She just said the cruise issue, like, which apparently Logan knows about. Um, yeah. But the whole thing is, like, with the lawyers is, like, keeping it away. Like, right. I thought really. he was – yeah. But – but he, clearly he knows about it. And so he sends Jerry to make a deal with his daughter, which basically, like, you lay off around the time of the general election. Oh, um, yep. Yeah, okay, we yes. Don't, we don't release this dirt, basically. Right, 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 right. I remember that. was in the party they made that deal. Yeah. But the weird yeah. thing is, like, so Shiv has the details from Tom but Tom thinks that all the evidence is destroyed so right. Shiv would probably think that too but no but didn't, no he, he said he this. said he gave some to Greg no I'm sorry he said he had Greg take care of it exactly and that Greg was not necessarily expendable but it's yeah. Greg but they don't but know he, that Greg Greg got some Greg, tricks up his sleeve yeah he assumes mm -hmm. that Greg destroyed everything he doesn't know that Greg kept a few documents. So anyway, she's sort of bluffing in any case, but I guess if you have enough details on the thing, you could probably spin it right. to the press in a way that would be bad for the company. All you need is a couple, whatever, you know, if you have enough details, you have some victim names, and then leave it to the press. They'll go hound those people and squeeze it out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they agreed to the deal, both parties. And then they get back to the wedding party. And then we get to episode 10, um, which is the, the wedding. I'm glad they didn't show the actual, like, vows and everything. Like, I'm glad they just, like, did a little prep, the photos, and then cut to, like, the reception. Yeah. 
Abbas Kalabi didn't see any ceremony. Um, so let me, I'll read the notes I had here. Pick where to start. So first note is just Greg. That's, that's all I wrote. Um, Connor wanting Willet in the photo. You know, Connor, uh, Connor is pissing me off a lot. Now. <laughs> Ken sort of manning <laughs> up. Uh, Roman, good acting. Uh, Ken should disengage from the group combo. Savvy Greg. <laughs> that was his conversation with Ken. Savvy Greg. Quote, had a little number, which I was confused about. Um, <laughs> and then Tom was a dick to Greg, but I like how his son Nate's trifling ass. Had not I didn't Greg. like that. That was rude. But see, that's who Tom wants to be. He wants to be that that dick. See that? I feel like that mirrored how Logan treated that waiter. And it was fucked up. And that fucked up. Mm. Like, get him out of here. And then Tom was like, oh, yeah, I can I can be like that, too. He wants he wants to be like that so bad. He wants it. He wants it so much. Yeah. But what did you mean? You said Kendall should have opted out. Is that what you said? So, of the group conversation? Yes. Yeah, so like when he has to reveal to his brothers and sister. Oh, well, that was Connor was like, oh, I want to talk to you. And then they were all up in there. I think, I think at that point, there's no reason that Ken should really have Explain a conversation. Himself? Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be them yelling at him for a while. Like, And you know what it is? Like that, that, that part was really interesting to me because it was them all Except for no, even Shiv. You know what they were they were all scared about? It wasn't even about their father or I don't know. For me, I didn't even see it about like familiar bonds. It was all about their money and their lifestyle. Yeah. And like I don't you're not gonna fuck this up for me. Yeah. Like, especially Connor and Roman. Like Shiv, she could figure some things out. But the other two? Like, because when Kendall said it to him, he's like, you can't do shit. It's like, Roman, no one will hire you ever. Nowhere. Connor, you don't even do shit. And, and like. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the overhead for Connor's lifestyle is like, like, he's got some huge ranch and he's always trying to do these projects to like survive the apocalypse. That's expensive. Right. And, and Roman just oversaw uh, the satellite launch and the whole thing blew yeah. up. And he just tried to ignore it like it didn't happen. That was great. Yeah. Like <laughs> as much as like Logan thinks that Kendall isn't built for this, like Roman just lost probably hundreds of millions of dollars and he wouldn't even respond to all the texts and phone calls he was getting after. Right. He just went in full avoidance mode. And he was the, he, well, he told Jerry, uh, I may have written some emails about it. Oh, no, I definitely wrote emails about it, telling them to hurry up and get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry just shaking her head. I mean, like, that, that, that is like sort of a uh, foreshadowing of, you know, what Kendall did later, but we'll, we'll do that at the very end, where it's like, yeah. fuck up and expect your, your, you know, your dad's handlers to fix everything. Right. So it was those two. And yeah, it was basically just like, you know, you're not going to fuck this up for us. We have our trust. We have the trust. We have our current positions. And you taking this out of family control puts all that in jeopardy. So what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And, and then he comes in. Like he didn't even, I don't even think that Logan 
thought about that as a, a, you know as a strategic move against Ken until they brought it up. He's like, oh, would it, would I have an advantage if I said that? And they're like, no, but you're their father, so you should say something. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it did end up being a strategic advantage for him. I mean, it well, it would have been. Now, who knows what it's going to be. What do, you, what do you mean? Like, for them to push, because Ken, he wanted, to, he wanted to do it, right? He knew what he wanted to. But he... He he loves his family, and they could have. He was already conflicted about going through with the hostile takeover from from the get go, because he's intimidated by his father, and it's just like, like he said, taking the company out of family control forever. Yeah, I mean, he he was sort of right when he said he was pressed into it because who's the other Stewie and Sandy. Seemed oh like yeah, they, they rushed them. They rushed them into it anyway. Right. Yeah, that was their plan. They're just like, I don't know. I feel like they're still gonna do something. They just don't. They just lost an ally. Yeah, but I think like Logan was like starting to get like politicians involved and like having, you know, Kendall as a primary like completely backtrack on everything. Yeah. I mean, Kendall. Well, now, right? I mean, he has no choice. Well, we might as well just get to it. So, or is there something? And you, uh, and you know what? And, and to to that, like, I could tell Stewie was lying when Kendall was like, "You, you got something else. You got something else." Yeah, you know Stewie got something else, but he doesn't want to give it to you because he sees you. You need to fucking chill out. But I feel like Stewie should have been more forceful and like just chill the fuck out, sit down, stay here. Right. Yeah, because they had the big meeting the next day. Right. And they remember that guy, uh, what's his name? Whatever the guy's name is that's leading the takeover was like, I'm, and he check-ins at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, like every two hours, basically. Check-ins, status check-ins yeah. and all this. And I, so I feel like Stewie should have been a little more forceful, especially like knowing how Ken is, knowing his yeah. history and just knowing his friend. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, okay, so this Actually, let's, let's do the the Tom Shiv thing because yeah, well, yeah, it's a carryover from the last episode. Like basically, what, th- what threw me the most so, is like, yeah, she like he's like, okay, do you ha- have you hooked up with someone? This is after they're married, and she's like, she she says I had a little number, and that was the yeah, like, used to sit like, and I was like, I was so thrown by that phrase that like. I'm not even sure what that means. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. I mean, I've you heard that before. Heard that. <laughs> it was just she didn't. It's her way of talking around it, I guess. Yeah, I had but a little number. It's like, oh, at the same okay. time, like, oh, this is the other weird thing. So he, on his bachelor party, had sex with the woman at the club that Roman's now dating. Well, oral sex. Right. And Roman mentioned that, like, right in front of Shiv. Because she, 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 she didn't she think didn't he respond. was serious. She thinks he's joking about everything. And now Roman's dating that woman. Yes. But, I mean, I guess my point is, like, he cheated too. Different context, but, you know, still. 
If I okay, if we're gonna talk about cheating, those are two two completely different levels of cheating. Yeah, I mean the context is very different, and you're you're right. But I don't. For him, I, it was just sort of kind of a one-off at a bachelor party versus her like right. with an ex that she also works with, and that she. Yeah, I think that was the first didn't mistake. Tell but him. I guess she was not over him emotionally, so that was part of the reason she agreed to take the job in the first place, right? Yeah, there's that, and and also, um, but she said like I'm. I mean, to her credit sort of like you probably should have said this before the wedding but she said look i'm not with monogamy right you know it's okay but i thought she said that so she's and then because tom just wants to be down so bad he's gonna go with whatever she says yeah basically he's like i think that's and that's another like that guy is a really good actor like it's in that moment he realized like yeah, I, this is everything i've wanted it's coming at a steep cost but it's still worth it yeah, basically. Which, you know. I mean, she there have been some foreshadowing. Remember, she was like, yeah, you know, you're on the road, things happen. He's like, did, exactly. did things happen on the road? On the road, things happen? Yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Yeah, it's good that she made it explicit, I, I think. But, yeah, that's doesn't seem like that's what he initially signed up for but it does seem that he's down with it and he got the son uh nate so he did he did you didn't like that i didn't i didn't appreciate it but i was like all right i thought nate should have pulled his big boy pants on and tom was like pull that back in i'm like get the fuck out <laughs> you don't get the fuck out my face like, i'll leave but pull it back in i can't drink this i gotta pour it back in yeah. what <laughs> what so Tom saying like I'll ha if you don't leave I'll have your legs broke by some people like that wouldn't be enough. Yeah, no, I would have left. I would have left, no problem. But when he starts with that, he just trying to show off his power, and he just yeah. what? But see, that's the thing. That's all he, he wants. He, he, he does. Now. He does. Well, but he could he could just put it put down the glass and walked away. What's Tom gonna do? Make him? Um, probably not. Right. He's not Greg. Greg's the only person that he physically pushes around. Yeah. And even then, I don't know if you remember that from a while ago, Logan, Logan kind of liked it. He was like, hmm, didn't know he had it in him. Remember when yeah. Greg was complaining? <laughs> I will say it's interesting that considering you're dealing with a lot of billionaires like there isn't really that much violence physical violence in this show um because mm. like I, there there were a couple of times where i was like is is logan gonna deck kendall or vice versa yes um, between them actually i don't i've never felt it from anyone Nate, else maybe. maybe i've really only felt it like logan is the only person who i, who I feel like would actually fight somebody and he's yeah. and it's weird because he's the oldest person <laughs> on the show. He's the only one that's like he might be the only one that has been in a fight, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, Kendall looks like he wants to fight him all the time, but Logan will be ready. Logan be ready to throw down. That is like I was saying. Um, sorry, new phone. Who does? Um, I was saying. <laughs> 
early in the show, like Kendall, I was, I've been rooting for Kendall for a while and you know, Logan was saying pretty consistently, like you, you're not built for this. You don't have it. Um, and I was expecting like, this was him pulling like a bit, like pretty much a Trump card on his dad. It seemed like it would have worked, but then, you know, he's, I guess, you know, stress over what he's doing to the dad, dad and the family, like his wife, his ex-wife is there with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to celebrate, but he's still stressed and like, he wants to blow off some steam and the way he does that is with drugs and alcohol and he got desperation mode, he went to the server server, I guess, um, caterer that was yeah, but he's there. been kind of like that ever since the, uh, ever since he got fired, right? He's been going on that downward yeah, spiral. Been, yeah, he's gotten back into to drugs and alcohol, but so he finds this guy, he's like, <laughs> I mean, he made a series of very, very bad decisions. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> first of all, like, so the the server did a, a line of ketamine, and then he's like, "Yeah, I can take you somewhere to get more drugs, but you got to drive." Like, the guy's clearly not going to be able to direct you <laughs> to get where you're going, and then he starts talking about kidnapping you. Yo, that got creepy. I was like, oh, shit, is something going to happen? That's when I was like, are they going to fight in the car? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, the Chappaquiddick moment. Mm. Um, That's a good reference. All right. All right sure. oh, it seemed like that had to be over. Um, it, like it's- and you know, that was, that was very interesting in that um, <clears throat> the part about the driving, right? It, it is messed up when you, I've never had to do this before, but I could drive a stick shift, but I don't know if I'd be able to drive a stick shift in the UK, like using your left hand, having everything be opposite. And so Kendall was like having to try to focus extra hard on, on just like changing the gears and do that and talking to this guy and finding the road. There was just so much going on in the car and he was already a little drunk, a little high or whatever. He had That's- stuff in his system. Like, I don't know what no, his level of sobriety was at that point, but yeah, I mean that's like one of those like moments, like in a movie, like a horror movie, where it's like someone does a series of things that are just so stupid that even if you like the character, you just gotta like be like, okay, well, whatever happens, like, right, you know, and you know, like I knew something terrible was coming. I thought the guy was gonna make it out, honestly, but. Yeah, I mean, he went back a couple times, but like, also it would have been completely dark. Like they had to light, you had to light a set, so there's a little light, but right, pitch black out there. And I'm surprised he was even be able to find the car in all that water. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like calling, you could call an emergency service, but he didn't even have a phone. He didn't have anything, right? Yeah. He lost everything inside the car. Well, he lost the key card. But when he he lost the key card, he had the phone by his bed. Oh, he did. Okay. Maybe he had left the phone? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, and then, like, it's it's funny, like, so Logan's like, look, you know, 
we now have complete leverage over you for the rest of your life. Yeah, um, I'm not even sure why he pulled him into that meeting. They just took him in there to talk, right? No, you gotta you gotta lay it out for for Kendall just to make sure, like. Oh yeah, yeah. basically, like Kendall, you you mind now? You were already mine, but now you're like real mine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. It is funny that they ended with a hug because when Kendall gave him the letter, he said, "Is this a bear hug?" Which I guess is mm. like finance jargon for a hostile takeover. Yeah, it's a, whatever maneuver they were pulling, because they they mentioned that several times. Yeah, I hit him with the bear hug. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. But yeah, and of course, like that's I mean that's and that's real power. Like you can get away with killing somebody in that way, or if you can. Yeah. It's like you know we found your stuff. We can we can just make it go away. Like he was intoxicated, drove himself off the road and died. Or, you know. Yeah. Oh, we send their belongings to the police that yeah. we found in the wreckage. Like the cops are right outside. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, why Kendall, I mean, he starts crying, but, like, I mean, he did kill someone. He didn't, he's responsible for the, the death of somebody. Yes. Um, but I think maybe he realizes that, like, I'm now, like, I'm, I, there's nothing I can do now. Like I'm, everything my dad wants me to do, I have to I, do. I, I, I think, I think so. And, and I'm, like even like if he dies and anything, any power goes to Marsha, anything she says, like having her and her son in the room there. To, oh, like, I didn't remember that he was there. Yeah. So it's like, so that, and like if Marsha dies, like that son, knows everything uh. and um logan's security staff has everything in any case yeah they got him yeah they got him i suck it out of this so yeah basically but, i mean yeah, so you're still like a millionaire for the rest of your life multi-millionaire for the rest of your life all right just stay away <laughs> do whatever we tell you to do i just, mean i think you know. what do you think they're, they're gonna let him stay at the company which company well, anything under that umbrella. Oh, like bring him back in? Because he's, he's still fired. He's just a board member still. Um, well, he did. I think Logan offered him a job. At like a station. Did he? Like a station? I think in episode, sorry, episode nine or 10, like he's like. Oh, you know what? I think you might be right. Like some like rando station and like. Like Middle Europe or something, right? So like somewhere. But just Didn't, like away, like to, I mean, the thing is like. Yeah, like go away. Just get out, get out of here. But the thing take, is, like, go Logan, he won, so he's not going to be like cruel. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a second season that it'll be interesting to see how this whole hostels takeover plays out now. I mean, I would guess that it's dead i don't Maybe know not. yeah it's just one person and i yeah. mean and i feel like sandy has most of the power in the situation yeah um, uh, yeah he's in like because logan had now has access to all the inside info that kendall was getting yeah that's true so now yeah mm. damn yeah, Kendall is like, 
I mean, the thing is, Logan was right. He was right. Like, he wasn't built. Kendall's not built for that. I know. Kendall wasn't ready. He felt that he was. I feel like sober, sober Kendall could have handled it. Maybe. Yeah. Sober, like, life together. Right. Yeah. But he's out. Um, <clears throat> if there is a second season, that'll be interesting. That you know the rest of the takeover plot and like whatever consequences Roman's gonna face. <laughs> like there has to be some consequence, right? Mm, no. For Roman? Well, nobody died, so he got he lucky with that. Or just shifted over somewhere, but he's not gonna get completely fired. Now, before, did he leave or he was fired from the movie stuff? I think he just, like, was moved out. Essentially fired, but, like, he still had his board seat. Right. His board vote. So, can't be that far off. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't really need a second season. No, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, this ends and I'd be all right with just ending right here. I think it's going to be a question of, like, if these actors, like, blow up from this. Um, I didn't who, do you think, any, who do you think would blow up know, from this? I didn't know anyone in this in this show beforehand. Any of the uh, who, who would blow up? Maybe Kendall? Maybe Kendall, yeah. I mean... He's only had a few, he was in The Big Short, which was... Was he? Very small part, yeah. Um... Maybe Shiv. I don't know. Maybe Shiv. Maybe Greg. Uh, I could see Greg getting some more roles out of this. I could see him Yeah. He could get some good comedy roles. And he's big as shit, too. He's got to be like... I, well, it's always hard to tell how tall people are. But he looks like a giant out there with those guys. Yeah. Um, the rest of them, I don't, I don't really think much is going to change. I mean... Culkin, he still just gets like regular roles, right? I haven't seen him in a while, but he he seems to be working steadily when he wants to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's probably fine. Yeah, I don't know, but it was good. Yeah, you know? we got a nice nice uh, theme song. It's high quality. <laughs> theme song is dope as hell. It was. It was real good. One of the better ones. One of the better HBO theme songs, I must say. One of the best. I, I have no other theme song I can really remember off the top of my head now. I don't even remember. What the, the wire changed from season to season. Well, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, that one's pretty good. Not many others. Yeah. That are memorable like that. Oh, it's I guess the Mad the Mad Men one was really memorable, but I'd heard that song before. Right. Did you see the song? Yeah, yeah, it's RJ song. Okay, well, I think we're good. Any closing thoughts? No, but uh, Insecure is out tonight. I think, right? Is it premiere? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. watching that. But aside from that, yeah. Um. What else? College uh, football, up and oh yeah, <laughs> yo, college football is a shit show right now. 
I mean, I, uh, I don't even know where to start. There's the Ohio State, Ohio State nonsense, the Maryland nonsense. Everywhere you look, it's more nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> avoid that. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's so much nonsense. Eat some greens. Um, have a, have a, have Eat a some green every day. That's right. Have a plan ready for the L train shutdown, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna experiment. Yeah. Well, you know what? That'll be our that'll be one. We're gonna ride. We're gonna ride and see how it goes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, good idea. Yeah.